Hey there, before I jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that I currently have two spots available for my signature service, one-on-one brand and website design. This is a red carpet experience from start to finish where we will work together to define what your brand is all about and then craft a distinct visual identity as well as a website to communicate that to your audience. There will be a link to this package and everything that's included in the show notes, so be sure to check that out and let me know if you have any other questions. Let's get started. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. It seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name's Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. When people ask me what I was like as a child, I usually tell them two things. One, I'm one of seven children, three boys and and four girls. So I have three brothers and three sisters. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know my sister Abby is my co-host and I've been designing brands for my siblings. So I am very close to my family and that's really important to me. I also spent significant time as a child cleaning, organizing, decorating, and rearranging my bedroom so much so that my parents used to put a limit on the number of times I could move the furniture. And I even have a journal entry where I wrote three days until I can rearrange my room again. I don't think everything in my childhood is relevant to my journey as an entrepreneur, but these two things highlight some really important parts of my personality, namely this. I know who I am. I have always been pretty naturally confident and optimistic, and I love people. Relationships are super important to me. I love having deep conversations. I'm really good at listening and I can hold my own in a crowd and I'm really good at being sensitive to the needs of other people. I'm also very aesthetically minded. The way things look is very, very important to me. And I really feel like when something is organized, it's beautiful. So to me, beauty and order are synonymous. And as I have built a business in brand strategy and design, these traits have really become the foundation of my process and a really major part of my success. Let me tell you more. When I started college, I got a job as a design assistant for the theater and film department. And I would create posters for weekly forums, design newsletters, presentations. And truthfully, I did not have any real design experience when I got the job, but I loved the work. And I always had this attitude of, I can figure that out. So I spent a lot of time on Pinterest I would look at designs, I would copy the designs, and I really had this sense of knowing when something looked good, but I didn't always know what made it look good. And that may resonate with some of you. So I don't want to bore you with all the details, but after college, I went through this whole list of design-related jobs trying to find out exactly what it was that I wanted to do. So I worked as a designer for an SEO agency, then I worked for a Dish TV um, then I worked for a dental lab. I know, I know. Doing, I was doing design. I was doing marketing stuff, and then eventually, I found myself at this amazing nonprofit organization. And in that process, I also got married. I had baby number one, and I knew that I loved being creative. I knew that I loved working with visionary people who had really big ideas, and I also loved this balance of organization and design. So I didn't want to just create beautiful things for the sake of making beautiful things. I wanted them to have purpose 
and I wanted them to fulfill objectives. So I really found my space working with the CEO or stakeholders in the business to find out what was important and deliver it to them. I've always had kind of a gift for listening to somebody and hearing their ideas and creating a picture in my mind's eye of what they want. Even if they're not able to articulate it very well, I can see it and I can bring that to life. So let's just skip forward a few years because I really don't want this to be my whole backstory. But we moved to Texas from Utah for Cobb, my husband's job. And in that time, I decided that I was going to try being a stay-at-home mom in anticipation for baby number two. And um, because I'd been working full time up to that point. And the spoiler alert is I hated it. I really hated it. I like having things to do and I like developing my talents. And I really felt like there was something for me to contribute to the world, but I didn't know what it was. So this idea of freelancing, quote unquote, had kind of always been in the back of my mind. And it's something that I had tried a few times, but I'd never done it successfully. I was always doing it on the side of a full-time job rather than making it my sole purpose. And so I started just dabbling. And what I would do is I would post on Instagram, like a plain static post that would just say graphic design services. And I would basically ask my audience, hey, do you need help with anything? And if so, hire me. And I did the randomest stuff. I designed blogs. I designed stationery. I styled photo shoots. Um, I did a couple of websites, which I had done a lot of in my previous jobs. They were primarily digital web-based. But I really didn't know what I was doing. There was no rhyme or reason to it. And around this time, I started seeing other people grow online businesses and serve clients in a way that I wasn't doing, right? So at this time, I was really I, I was really at the mercy of my clients. So they would hire me to do a specific job, but they were the ones deciding what it was. The client was always right, and I would deliver it to them. And what I wanted to do was pivot. So rather than me working for clients, it was clients hiring me. And I know those sound the same, but there's a distinct difference in them. One is one was or is I was doing whatever they needed. And two was I was leading the client and telling them this is the package that you can purchase. So at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, I decided that I wanted to try something called productized services. And this is really just a fancy word for putting together a package and selling it rather than reaching out to a client and saying, hey, I can work by the hour. So I created something called the Website Glow Up. I think the the official title was the 30-Day Website Glow Up, and it was $250 for a 30-day website service. This included a call with the client to talk about their goals and what we wanted their website to do and look like, a complete website mock-up so they could see how the website would look, development of the actual website, including custom coding and all of that stuff. And then a handoff call with the client so they could actually use their website. And lest you just think I'm crazy for doing this, let me tell you, there was was some strategy behind this. I wanted to make money, obviously, but I also wanted experience. I didn't have experience building a whole website from scratch or redoing a whole website from scratch. So I wanted that experience. I wasn't confident in my ability 
I wasn't confident in the value. And I really wanted some social proof, right? I wanted to be able to show people this is what I do and this is what I'm doing. And so my philosophy was basically this. If I undercharge, I can sign a lot of clients really easily and then I can just raise my prices every single time. So I immediately booked out, I think, four or five of these website gloves. And I was thrilled. I was really excited to be doing this work. But as you can imagine, designing a complete website for $250 broken down over 50 hours of work is not a lot of money per hour. And in the process of building this website, I was consulting with my clients to figure out what they really wanted in the first place. I was often designing an entire visual identity for them because they didn't have any branding or colors or photos or anything like that. And so I was providing this massive service for a very, very low price. And I thought, okay, I know what people need. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to raise the price. And um, I raised the prices to $600 and I I booked a couple clients. And then I remember I raised the price to $1,000 and I booked one client. and then. I was stuck. I wanted to sell more complete packages, right? Branding and website together, but nobody was buying. And I understood this concept of branding that my clients needed branding because they wanted me to build this amazing website, but they didn't even have a solid color palette. But I didn't see that branding was also the missing piece for me to position myself as an expert and really attract clients who were ready and willing to pay for my services. And I remember driving around downtown Dallas, talking to Cobb and saying, I don't want people to just see me as a designer. I don't want them to just see me as someone who builds websites. I want them to see me as a high level creative partner, but I don't know how to do that. And so the summer of 2020 was a time of branding and experimentation for me in my own business. And I remember I was speaking to a coach friend person and I said, you know, I get people all the time asking me to do stuff for them for really cheap. And I said like, you know, you you probably get that all the time. And she said, "No, I don't really have that problem." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "There must be something about the way you're presenting yourself online that makes them think you would do that." And I was like, Oh my gosh, really? And I remember looking at my Instagram profile, which looking back, it was a total hodgepodge mess and thinking like, how could anybody look at this and think that it looks cheap? But there was no consistent color palette. There was no rhyme or reason. My content had no purpose. It was just me sharing willy-nilly. There was no consistency to it. And so I remember taking a step back and saying, I want to look more sophisticated I want to look more professional and I want to look more expensive. And I want people to know that I am good at what I do and I'm serious about it. And so I, you know, I started experimenting with this. I, again, I didn't really know what I was doing. They don't teach branding in college, right? Like I studied advertising design. There's some crossover, but it's a, it's a different kind of field. And so during this time, I remember I had a client who had previously reached out to me to do her brand website and I told her the price. I think at that time I was charging like $3,500 or something. And I just want you to know that I don't share prices to be braggadocious. I'm a concrete numbers person and I appreciate it when people are transparent and talk about pricing. So that's what I'm doing as well. Just a, just a side note for you. So she had told me that that was too expensive and I was like, okay, no problem. 
over the course of the summer, she ended up reaching back out to me and said, I'm ready to work with you. And it was so interesting because I'd never experienced that. Nothing had changed in what I was offering, but the way I was positioning myself and my branding had changed. And this happens to me now all the time. I literally just had somebody on Monday message me on Instagram and say, I'm ready to hire you, you know? So she wasn't concerned with the price because she trusted that I could deliver a brand that would do what she wanted it to do. So I started offering, you know, brand design. I really wasn't offering anything strategic at this point. It was just more expensive than the glow ups because I was accounting for all of the color palettes and visual decisions that I was going to have to make. But somewhere along the road, I discovered this concept of brand strategy, which is really just the idea of thinking about your brand holistically and strategically. There's this great quote from Steve Jobs that says, design is not just what it looks like, design is how it works. And that's really what strategy does is it makes the design work. So when I'm talking to clients about their brand, I'm asking, what do you want people to think of you? What do you want them to feel when they interact with your brand? And what can we do to create that perception? And this is my gift. I can help you decide what you want people to think of you. And I can also come up with the perfect way to create that perception through messaging, through your visual identity, and through the application of those things, which is usually on your website. At this time, I took a great course by Carliana called the Brand Mapping Method. And this was a brand strategy course. So it wasn't so much about the design of the brand, but it was about becoming a brand strategist. And one of the things that happened when I was taking this course is Carliana said in the very first video module, she said, you know, welcome to the course. Thank you for signing up, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, okay, so you are now a brand strategist and I want you to go to your Instagram bio and change it to say brand strategist. And I remember thinking like, uh, no way. I don't know anything. I just took this course and, you know, she did this and she's like, I'll wait, you know, come. no, I'm serious. Go do it. So I went and I remember typing that in like brand strategist and I showed Cobb my phone and I'm like, look, I'm a brand strategist now. And he's like, that's so cool. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing, right? Like I felt so underqualified to do this, but I had this vision for how much more effective my work could be if I sat down with my clients beforehand and said, what do we really want to create, right? And I think this happens all the time in our businesses where we just go. We just go and we do and we take the first idea that we have and we run with it. And I tend to be a little bit more of a slow mover. I like to think things through. I like to make a plan and I like to do what I call marinating, which is just where I sit with an idea. I don't release new products or new offers all the time because I want to do them really well. And this serves my clients because I help my clients do the same thing. I want to help you slow down, look at your business, not just from what's happening today or this year, but what you want to happen in 20 or 30 years and say, what can we create to help that become reality? I'm not just talking about fluffy ideas. I'm talking about tangible assets that you can use to communicate with your ideal clients to grow your business. And branding is this really beautiful blend of aspirational things and also visible direct results. So what happened when I changed my Instagram bio to brand strategist? That put me on the path 
of taking brands and helping them become not just more beautiful and more professional, but truly more strategic and effective. So I help my clients see how their brand is an opportunity to create value in their business. So I want to explain to you the framework that I've developed for building really strong brands. And there's two visuals that I like to use. One is a pyramid where you have several layers and each one builds on the layer beneath it. But I also like to think of branding like an iceberg because you have all of the stuff that people see and hear and experience above the surface, but all of that is determined by what's going on below the surface. And we can't do anything with the colors and the fonts and the image if we don't have the foundational strategy and messaging figured out. So here's my six-step framework to creating a powerful brand. And it starts with the audience, the people, because we have to know who this brand is about and who this brand is for. And this is true even if you are building a brand for a large team or corporation, or if you're building a personal brand for yourself. We have to start with who you are and who are the people that you serve. And it's more than just knowing them. If you listen to my episode on understanding your ideal client, you know that I really don't believe knowing your ideal client is enough. I think you have to really understand them. You can't just sell to them. You have to build a strong connection with them. When I ask my clients what they want out of their brand, I send them this questionnaire as we're beginning our work together. And one of the things that they always select is, I want people to feel more strongly about my brand. So if you feel like, People don't really care about what I'm posting. People don't really care about what I'm offering or what I'm selling. That's a brand problem. And that's something that we can address by knowing your target audience a lot better and understanding them. So once we have that foundation of your audience figured out, we move on to the next layer, which is value and meaning. And this is something that I absolutely love. I feel like this is my gift in building brands, I'm able to see value and meaning in everything really easily and intuitively. So we're going to start with asking, what is your work? Literally, like, what is it that you're selling? And then I like to ask, why do you do it that way? So if you're a coach, I'll ask you, why do you coach clients one-on-one? Or why do you coach clients in a group? Why do you coach on the specific topic that you're coaching on? If you're selling a physical product, I'll ask you, why did you design it that way? Why did you price it that way? Why did you sell it that way? And sometimes there's questions or decisions that come out of that that may change, but I want to really get at the root of your product or program or service, why it matters, why it's important. What happens if somebody doesn't have it? What happens if somebody doesn't solve the problem that your product solves? And then we can take that information and craft an actual brand out of it. So after we've determined the value and the meaning, what is it that people are really getting, both the tangible and the intangible, we take that and get to the next layer, which is messaging or voice. So this includes the actual words that you say, the language that we use. I create a lot of copy that you can actually use in your marketing, but it's also a lot of tone. How do we say it? How do we communicate that? And what we want to create is some internal and external statements that will help reflect really the essence of your business and align that value and meaning with the core desires of your ideal clients. So sometimes these will be things that you'll talk about publicly. 
And sometimes these are just things that guide your business internally, positioning statements, industry adjacent competitors, things that help you know what your brand is all about that you may or may not communicate explicitly. Once we have those three layers, that's the beginning of your brand, the audience, the value and meaning, and your messaging. And we take that and this is where we start to make it more visible. So we have the visual identity and this is what do people see? So this gets very nitty gritty, right? The logo, the color palette, the fonts, imagery, texture, all of these things contribute to what people actually see about your brand. And the overall aesthetic of your brand should match your brand ethos. So the way that we're talking about your brand, the the meaning behind it should be in integrity with the visuals that we're creating. There's also a lot of times that I'm working with clients to take brand photos in using the right images and photos. I also work with my clients on brand photography. So it's not required in creating a new brand, but it does help to solidify the image that you're presenting, especially if you are the face of the brand. And all of these things, the way that you show up on social media every day needs to be consistent with the visual identity, which has to be consistent with the messaging, which has to be consistent with the value and meaning, which has to be consistent with the audience. So then the next layer that we get to is discoverability and recognition. And I really love this because so many brand strategists or marketing people talk about visibility. I feel like visibility is such a buzzword. And I don't really care about visibility. (laughs) To be honest, that's just not what I do. If you want somebody to make you really visible, you're going to need to pay for ads. You're going to need to pay for PR. You're going to need to pay for some external positioning things. And that's really not what I do. My work as a brand strategist is to help you be discoverable and to help you be recognized. So this involves consistency and application of your brand. So this is using the same colors every time you post, using the same fonts on Instagram stories, showing up consistently, having the same image, right? Sometimes people show up and they're super casual, but their brand is super polished. That's a mismatch and people feel that. You have to make the same promises, use the same language, the same ways, which again, you can do if we have that strong strategy and messaging. So we take all of that. I often tell my clients, you shouldn't have to put your name on your content. It should be so easily recognized as your brand that even if it didn't have your name on it, people would know that it belongs to you. And that's a great standard for content marketing. The very last layer is demand. I love this because I think branding helps you be in demand. So this is where we get to building your website. And building a website that's aligned with your brand involves organizing your offer suite so you have something to offer everyone in your audience. Sometimes that looks like what's called an ascension model where you have a low ticket offer, a mid ticket offer, a high ticket offer, and so on. That doesn't have to be the case for you. You may have a business that is built solely on high ticket offers or small offers, but we want to organize that in such a way that creates demand for those offers. And this is really where we get into the value of your brand. We want to be able to talk about these things in a way that your ideal clients would be crazy not to buy them from you. So that is the six-step pyramid or six-layer iceberg of the Rebecca Peterson Studio framework. And this is what I do for each and every one of my clients to help them build successful brands. Like I said, I'm not here to make people famous, but I am here to give them substance and to help them evolve into the most powerful version of their business. 
Right now, I work with a limited number of clients each year because I'm working so closely with each CEO to create these high-level, high-value brands on websites. And that's really important to me. But as my studio grows, I'm focusing more on the strategy and creative direction and design for my brands and using other experts for things like copywriting and the coding and development and some sourcing of project materials and assets. So I want to create more impact and more income for me and my clients. And growing my team is one of the ways that I'm able to serve more clients and serve them in different ways, depending on the needs of your business. If your business is new and you're working towards six figures, I would recommend starting with my self-guided program, Brand in a Day. This is a course that will walk you through the strategy, messaging, and design you need to build a professional brand by yourself using my framework. If you're between 100K and 250K in annual revenue and you haven't yet invested in a professional brand, this is the time to do it because it will solidify the foundation of your business, both in terms of the value and meaning and how you want to communicate your offers and the kind of clients that you want to attract. So if you're in that position, I would recommend working with me one-on-one, probably in my signature offer, brand and website design, so that we can really give you the brand that you need for the business that you want. If you've made six figures, you're making two hundred dollars to $250,000, you're on the path to seven figures, please look into my brand consulting program, Personal Brand Mastery. This is where I provide strategic consulting to coaches and CEOs who want to build a strong personal brand and help them make decisions in the process of growing their business, leveraging their offers, and maximizing the discoverability of their brand. Lastly, if you're making six figures or more and you want somebody to just handle the strategy and design of everything in your brand for you, look at my creative partnership. It's a done-for-you service. So everything you want to do every single month, every single quarter is taken care of. So you can serve your clients, you can market your business, and we'll handle making everything beautiful and aligned with your vision. Let me know if you have any questions about working with me. I'm excited to see what the future holds for Rebecca Peterson Studio, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 